Wikipedia.org is a massive site with over 5,275,000 articles in English alone. Whoa, that's a lot. Many people can tell you the accuracy of this knowledge, but Ben Graw, this is the Ben voice, and Garth Remington, this is the Garth voice, are not even smart enough to determine what is true and what is not. Yeah, they're kind of dumb. If knowledge starts conversation, then they will review Wikipedia pages for their entertainment value and find which pages are boring. That's boring. Leave me alone. You're such a loser. And which are interesting. That's so interesting. Wanna have sex? They're doing one page at a time and they're not stopping till they've done every single one. They're going to do all of them? This is the Wiki Review. I don't even want to do the podcast anymore. If I was the lady who does the voice of Lisa Simpson, now would be the time to run. I kick through, through the, the windscreen. windscreen. Yeah, go Chuck. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And we are back again doing another page on the epic site, which is Wikipedia. It is an epic site and have we picked an epic page view this week. None other than Chuck Norris. Walker, Texas Ranger himself. The roundhouse kick is here. <laughs> so you picked this page this week. I did. Chuck Norris to me is a hero and a legend and I'm looking forward to reading through the page because I've heard things about him but I don't know all his stories. I know that out of all the action heroes that have ever been on screen, he is the one guy I would not want to fuck with. You give me a choice between Jet Li, Jackie Chan, John claude Van Damme, Vin Diesel, any of today's action heroes or to fight Chuck Norris, I'd pick all those guys before Chuck Norris, even at his age today. He's seven. 77 and he would kill you. Unlike all the other guys, he is an actual fighter. He's not just some muscle guy. I've seen things in the media where people have got a photo of him with a beer gut. Mm. Oh look, he's not fit now. He was never about being fit. He can just kick your ass. It's all about his technique. He's a great fighter and a great action hero. I want to know about this guy. Let's read into it. To be honest, I don't think I've actually seen anything that he's been in. I know of the Chuck Norris jokes. I saw him in Expendables whatever number he was in with with the the brief little cameo. Which they had to do because he's a legend. I remember he even got to tell his own Chuck Norris joke in there. Sylvester Stallone said, I heard you got bit by a deadly snake. He's like, yeah. And after three or four days of intense agony, the snake finally died. <laughs> I love Chuck Norris jokes because, you know, usually people make jokes that are putting someone down. Chuck Norris jokes are all about bigging him up. <laughs> There's no roof to it because he is that good. I can't believe you haven't seen any of his movies. I grew up on Chuck Norris movies. Well, I don't think I've ever seen Walker, Texas Ranger. I may have seen an episode of it. I haven't really spent much time on it. Well, isn't that the thing that he's most known for? It's because that was his TV series that went for a while. It says here uh, from 93 to 2001. Wait, really? They were still making that into 2001? Yeah, he could do quite the sidekick from his walking frame. So I should have been in the age range to see this. Was it not playing on TV in Australia? It was. Well, maybe it was on Foxtel or something. Maybe it just wasn't on when you'd watch it. I didn't spend much time on it. It's not a martial 
martial art movie it's a martial art TV show so there's limited what they can do with it Delta Force great movies from memory there was one about I think it was Libyans hijacking a plane you know this was back in the days when hijacking a plane wasn't necessarily such a bad thing no um, usually they were just gonna hold it for ransom and then give it back or fly it to some other country pre 9-11 you're on a plane that gets hijacked you're like ooh I've never been to Cuba is that why it stopped in 2001 it's like ah we can't do the hijacking plane thing anymore <laughs> show's be. over <laughs> Well, that's my premise gone. <laughs> no, he did a lot of cool movies. I'll just scroll down to the movies since it's a great place to start because that's where we know him. It's an acting career. Acting career. He started off in The Wrecking Crew, which I haven't seen, but now I'm going to have to see. The Dean Martin film. Like, Dean Martin, the... Well, let's have a look at The Wrecking Crew. Let's start off with that because I want to know about this. So let's start with something I haven't seen. YouTube. Dean Martin, isn't that the crooner? I'm sure there's a lot of Dean Martins. Possibly. It seems like a common name. We'll have a look. What was it called? The, the Wrecking Crew. We could click on The Wrecking Crew and see the page for it. Well, there's a Wikipedia page. It was made in... 1968. Oh my god, it, it is Dean Martin. Ain't that a kick in the head? Did you know that song is actually based on Chuck Norris? Kicking him in the head. <laughs> there you go, you got the trailer for The Wrecking Crew. This was what, 1963? 1968. The Legend of Chuck Norris. Typical 70s music to start. Typical 70s lounge bar slash Chinese restaurant. Mysterious girl smoking with a beret. You gotta have a beret. Was yeah. this trendy at one stage? Well, that's Dean Martin, so I'm gonna say yes. I'm guessing that was modern fashion at some point. So he's gonna hand over his gun. Very happy to do so and go meet his Chinese date. So this is Dean Martin. When's Chuck Norris going to come in and kick some ass? Well, it's a Dean Martin movie. So yeah, I'm guessing Chuck Norris is going to waste this place. The whole scene looks like it's made of furniture designed to break. <laughs> I wish Dean Martin would say to this girl, you know, the weather outside is frightful. But this fire is so delightful. Tell her to let it snow. It's presented as Chuck Norris, the legend. But so far he hasn't... Oh, there he is in the background, sitting down, watching him. See in the top Where? right? That's Chuck Norris sitting there in the top right. Not the Asian guy, obviously. He's meant to be paying attention to him or he just doesn't get that in acting. You're not meant to look at the camera. <laughs> Both person. ways are plausible. <laughs> Either way, no one's going to tell Chuck not to. Should, should we tell him? Shh. You want to get your ass kicked? <laughs> if some guy with a black eye comes up and goes, no, nah, I don't want to tell him again. <laughs> Someone oh. pulled a gun. And for some reason it twirled around a bunch of times. There he is, Chuck Norris. So is he a bad guy? He's always a lead henchman kind of person in um, mm. martial art movies. He's like the white warrior kind of guy. Like, you, know, you see a lot of Chinese kung fu films where he'll be in it as, oh wait, we've got something rare and special. It's a white guy who can fight. For some reason they have to be in this spinny, I don't know what is going on. <laughs> Neither do I. That girl's being held hostage. Alright. So he doesn't seem to do too much in this. But that's what he usually does in the martial art films of the 60s. He stands around kind of like cool for a while and then he kicks someone in the head. You know it's coming and it better come otherwise this is going to be a big disappointment. But, oh, it's on. The girl karate chopped the bartender. Now she's shooting someone. House of Seven Joys. For some reason that thing twirled around. I don't know why. Oh, Dean oh, Martin. Dean Martin kicks someone in the face. So we see Dean Martin kick ass. That'd be in his rider. He's got to be the first one. Where's Chuck? There's Chuck's friend getting beaten up. There we go. Oh, roundhouse. Oh, Dean Martin just... Yeah, Dean Martin kicked Chuck Norris's ass. Do you know how many millions of dollars in special effects that would have taken? <laughs> so that was his first movie where he gets his ass kicked, yet still he's known as this undefeatable. So Dean Martin can kick this guy's ass. That's a bad start. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. So it looks like he only played a very small like, part in that. It didn't really have Chuck Norris in it too much. Because he was a renowned karate champion in the day, and that's what you'll see a lot of in uh, movies like uh, 
Randy Couture and stuff will appear in movies to get beat up by the main actor because like oh you know how good this guy is this actor he's so good that the real champion would get beat up by him but that was his first but then he hooked up with Bruce Lee and did Way of the Dragon this is one of my favorite movies I love all the Bruce Lee movies Way of the Dragon was a movie where they figured out a way to get Bruce Lee to fight Chuck Norris it was the whole point of the movie everything about it was just stupid and ridiculous seriously if you've never watched it just cut to the last scene that's all you need to do because it's Bruce Lee fighting Chuck Norris in the Colosseum in Italy and they set it up to be just like that two gladiators meeting up and they made a special point to make sure Chuck Norris had hair on his chest like a big mm. hairy chest because Chinese people don't really have that here you go you got the this is what you need to see the whole movie he's just stood really still like that so you know he's going to do something great he's wearing his karate gi which he takes off he is really young in these this is what 73 so, this so they're, they're undressing in front of each other very slowly so at this point it could either be a fight or a pawn yes and there he is very hairy cracking his knuckles again this still looks like it could turn into a pawn at any second yeah he turned his back on it oh him. now they're just he's flexing his hair around oh they're <laughs> stretching he can even flex his hair that's how hardcore he is yeah this is where they both turn their backs do their little warm up exercises kung fu versus karate which is a big thing in martial arts at the time those there's are the two and there's a, yeah there's a kitten that watches the whole time I'm sure there's some sort of reason for that to give um, contrast between how hard they are and how soft a kitten is and all these punches and stuff they do shows how see how quick that is Bruce Lee boom boom I'm sure I don't you... think this is how a fight has started ever because <laughs> <laughs> they're both revered martial artists and karate versus kung fu is an age old rivalry because Japan and China aren't the most fond of each other they respect each other they want to have a good fight they want to get the best from the other person so they can beat them properly and plus it's also you know they're trying to build it up we've been waiting for this fight the whole movie imagine you've been watching this for about an hour and a half and I you're feel like, like just... I have been watching this for an hour and a half <laughs> That was a lot of stretching. It was. I, uh, here we go. They're, they're matched. The kitten. It's just, this kitten has come up like three or four times in this video. I think that's just to distract the girls in the audience. Like, oh, a kitty. Okay, I like this movie now. Yeah, like there are many boyfriends that have just said, come on, baby, come and see this movie. It's It's got a kitten in it. Ooh, I like kittens. I like Milo and Otis. Your kitten's back. Okay, they size up. Is it like the kitten comes in and takes them both on eventually and it's the real champion? I'm pretty sure. It's the splinter of Ninja Turtles in this. Okay, so they haven't even thrown a punch yet and we we're nearly two and a half minutes into the video. And he's standing still. They both move. They're both oh, the showing. cat's mad now. Here we are. A bunch of sidekicks from Bruce Lee. A bunch of roundhouses from Chuck. And a lot of wah, da, 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 from uh, Bruce. Oh, first hit landed. Chuck, Chuck got a Norris. spinning back kick. A spinning heel kick, I should say. And it's uh, put a bit of blood out of Bruce Lee's mouth. And he punched him, punched him, elbowed, threw him. I grabbed then, his chest hair. Yeah, see, this is the point of the chest hair. Because they want to show, yeah, I can grab it because I don't have any because I'm Asian. <laughs> and he still doesn't look like he's lost any chest hair because he's got so much. It just regenerates. <laughs> I can relate to Chuck. That wasn't even special effects. <laughs> It wasn't. So he, Did he just chastise Bruce Lee? Yeah, he sort of waved, waved finger. his finger at him. Yeah, like, what you tried isn't going to work because I'm Chuck Norris, don't you know? Uh, he's dancing now. When Bruce Lee's dancing, you know it's about to get real. That's the sign that Bruce is about to throw down. Generally, anyone does something slightly effeminate who knows how to fight, you know that you're about to get your ass kicked. Yeah, they wouldn't do that unless they knew they could kick your ass. So if you see some big hard guy do some, like, flower arranging or clip a bonsai tree, just leave. Oh, slow-mo. Or they do some kicks Bru that don't hit. Oh, 
Chuck Norris can't seem to land it on him because he's dancing. That's what you do. That's how you do. Don't you know how to fight? I mean, I had this guy size me up to do a king hit and I just did the Macarena and it all worked out. <laughs> Getting all these spinning kicks in. If you're into Is martial arts. Is this a arts, Bruce Lee movie or a yes, Chuck Norris movie? It's a Bruce Lee movie. So was, Bruce Lee's going to win. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has to win because he's Bruce Lee. And now the kitten's gotten bored with the fight. <laughs> Even the kitten's not interested anymore. He's now playing with something. Which I just assume with a cat, you can't really train him too easily. So they probably just film the cat and go, whatever it does, that's what's going in the movie. <laughs> I'm surprised the cat's not trying to interfere, like come up to them and like, you know, like curl around one of their legs. Hey, can you pat me? I know you're in the middle of a brutal fight, but you know, I'm here. Oh, he's getting kicked a lot. Yeah, like I said, for martial art enthusiasts, you can see the, he's doing karate kicks and he's doing kung fu kicks and you can see the difference mm. in them. It's very strategic and uh, great form from both of them. Ooh, now they're both getting bruised up. Also, Chuck Norris has sideburns and that's just cool. It was the style at the time. Now he's doing intercept kicks, doing his kung fu punches. Yeah, Chuck Norris is getting his ass kicked now. Yeah, well, generally, if you want to win a fight, fund the film. <laughs> it is a good way to do it. If you see directed by and their name, they're going to win. And I know this because if I ever did a martial arts film that I directed, yes, I will be the hero at the end. <laughs> there is no chance I'm going to be the loser. I'll write a kung fu film called Garth Loses Every Battle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do films where I win. I just do films where you lose. <laughs> Knowing my luck, it would be a hit series. <laughs> do another one. I want to see him get kicked in the groin again. That was awesome. But you you'd have fans at the show coming up to you going, hey, can I punch you? <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> At least you asked. Uh, Most people just punch me and take a photo. <laughs> Actually, I think I prefer it to be a surprise. Next time, just blindside me. Oh, I think he's wearing Adidas. Uh, did he just get his arm broken? Some a twitchy thing. He's doing a great job at it if he did. Do he's, you reckon he's got his arm broken before? He's like, yeah, I know how to act. He's definitely seen it before. <laughs> I may have never broken my arm, but I'm sure caused a few. Well, that's like me. I've never broken an arm. Well, I have broken an arm, but it wasn't mine. Yeah, yeah I don't recommend it. I did a figure four lock on a guy's arm. It was a spiral fracture to the upper arm. It makes a really loud crunching sound. Yeah, I imagine the noise would be very unpleasant. And because of the way I was positioned on him grappling, it was right next to my ear. So I just heard this like... And I think something broke, dude. You know in cartoons when the person tries to flex, but they have no muscle, so it droops? <laughs> That's what it looked like. Yeah. And then he turned green. Luckily, it was my friend. You still friends? Yes, we are. <laughs> Surprisingly. He, it was in a martial arts, like, doing a grappling session. And really, it was his fault, in all humility of it. Did he, he see it that way? He did. He even later on went, no, I should have submitted. But his pride wouldn't let him. The backstory is, we did martial arts a lot together. I went away and did other things. Then I came back after a long break, whereas he'd stay there the whole time he'd become what's essentially in that style a black belt whereas I was still down I guess bluey I don't know what color it was but I was a couple of levels below him so he was like I'm gonna beat my friend because I've been training the whole time and I immediately got on top got this lock and he went no he can't beat me I'm better than him and then his arm crushed don't recommend it but yeah now I can tell you like when I watch films like this and they have a bone breaking I can honestly say nah it doesn't sound like that so you say that he later said yeah my bad but at first was it you fault in his eyes? He was more in shock. He went green straight away. Your blood pressure changes immediately when your bone gets broken, it turns out. So it, did Bruce Lee just kill Chuck Norris? It would appear so. Because I saw him choke him out a bit. And now he's lying still and he put his gear over him and his black belt on top of it. Finn, because it's art. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just put Finn at the end of a movie and act like you're an artistic director. I always thought that said fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the movies that I saw it at the end of are never that great. They're fine. <laughs> it's okay. I like that you 
critiquing your own film <laughs> right before the credits because everyone else who's watching that sitting in the cinema it ends you know yeah, that was alright it's okay yeah it was fine fine for French people I guess people still put Finn or the end of their movies anymore anyway I would the only English speakers who do that are people who are trying to sound artistic generally those films will be in black and white when it's way past black and white era generally I think the letter B turns up around their grading a lot <laughs> you might see them at certain festivals not yeah. the good ones if I make a, a feature length movie I'll put Finn at the end of it after making cock joke after cock joke toilet humor I'll have a whole scene of some guy just taking a crap with you know plenty of fart sounds and then Finn <laughs> pure art so that was the famous scene of Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris you just saw the whole film as far as I'm concerned the rest of it is just a lead up to that so for a person who's undefeatable so far in his career all he's done is gotten his ass kicked <laughs> Well, that's it. The first two films. Once what is again. the first fight Chuck Norris actually won? He was a karate champion. I don't mean in real life. I mean oh, the fiction. first one. Delta Force, he was the man. First starring role was in Breaker Breaker in 77. Let's have a look at this one. Oh, there's a truck in it. So you know it's going to be a whole bunch of rednecks beating each other up. Don't muck around with an 18-wheel trucker. Don't muck around. They put the word muck in the titles. He's got a CB radio. <laughs> So I think that's the trailer there. It does look very old timey. <laughs> So because all they care about is like their CB radios, how, how fast. fast their trucks will go, and our asses, breaker, breaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got me. Oh, they drive a truck through a house. Chuck Norris has always been a very solemn guy. He doesn't talk a lot. This seems like it's going to be a big talkie. And this is his first feature role. Oh, there he goes. Here he's we kicking go. some cop's ass two at once. He's got something to prove since Bruce Lee. <laughs> There's a kitten again. Maybe is that, that just his cat that just he has <laughs> on set? It does look like it's the same cat older. Like it's a mm. couple of years later. I'm going to it's a quote. He said it twice. Uh, so he's some criminal trucker? I'm imagining so. Or the cops are criminals. I don't know. Someone's a crook. They only had cop uniforms when it came to stuntmen. Like, what do we have to dress them in? Do you have any more overalls? No. I uh, just put them as cops. It doesn't <laughs> matter. They're, they're going to get kicked in the head anyways. Chuck must be so proud of this. They're just driving through, obviously, fake buildings with their trucks. There's a lot of that. <laughs> Yeah, trucks go through buildings a lot in this movie. Okay. Oh, now it goes through a helicopter. So basically it's a bunch of trucks running through houses and running things over. And then Chuck Norris kicks two cops in the head. Yeah, I'd watch I kind of want to see that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. Chuck knows what you want. He doesn't disappoint. I'm starting to see where this came from now. His first starring role and he beat up two cops. And I'm sure he beat up a lot more people in it. He's like, I'm going to win this one. I wonder how many people he beat up with his truck in that movie. Because mm. it's respect with being beaten up by Bruce Lee. Fair enough. But Dean Martin? You gotta start somewhere. And I think that's literally Dean Martin went, all right, I'm a crooner. People don't know me as a fighty guy. I'm kind of a soft singer. I need some rep. Get me the hardest guy in America and pay him enough money to let me beat him up. <laughs> and Chuck Norris went, all right, do I have to say anything? No, no, no. Just stand there and do a pose and let Dean Martin hit you. And to Chuck, it wouldn't even be like I'm losing the fight. It'd just be like, you know, some sissy hit me. <laughs> what am I meant to do? I take it in solemn grace? It's like a delay where he's like, oh, he hit me. Sorry. I didn't feel it. Is that what that was? I, didn't <laughs> I thought a fly landed on my head. <laughs> I didn't recognize what you were doing as fighting. It's like in the old movies where the woman gets mad and slaps the guy a whole bunch of times. He just stands there like, all right, dear, settle down. Was Dean Martin a tough guy? Do you reckon you could take him in a fight? I could really take him now. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I could take more people than I probably could, though. And it's one of those, you don't know, maybe Dean Martin was one of the baddest mothers on the planet. Maybe he could have taken out all these guys. We'll never know. He was Jerry Lewis's sidekick. So that would make him mad. Yeah, and... 
Jerry Lewis was more famous than him, more successful than him, and eventually went off without him. Well, I assume Dean Martin's most frequently asked question was, how funny is Jerry Lewis? <laughs> it's true. You must be so happy working with Jerry Lewis. Does he make you laugh all the time? It just must be a hoot hanging out with him. <laughs> Can you introduce me to Jerry Lewis? No, I don't want your autograph, but I don't need your signature for anything. But if you could introduce me. Oh, you're Dean Martin? I am the biggest Jerry Lewis fan. That must be how you feel all the time about our podcast, Ben. <laughs> Keep uh, telling yourself that. I'm the only one telling me that. <laughs> Someone's got it. Dean Martin, was he a tough guy? Let's just say that in the Jerry Lee Lewis movies, he was the tough guy. He's tougher than Jerry Lewis. We're all tougher than a wet paper bag. I mean, Jerry Lewis is still alive now, isn't he? He is. And his hair's still black. Well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he spends a lot of money on that, I'm sure. But <laughs> Is it his hair? Hey, he's got a receipt for it. <laughs> Does he still do the telethon for the Thing. Jerry's kid? What, do they have cerebral palsy or something? Honestly, don't know I remember like have. Jerry's kid You know we should probably know this Clearly he's not doing a good enough job Not raising the awareness quite so much We know there's a telethon And he's on it Well it airs in America We've never really seen it over here I only know of it That's true And he still does his typewriter bit His typewriter bit He pretends to type on a typewriter To music that has typewriter Oh uh, yes it. I have seen that And apparently that's a famous genius comic bit But I think it was one of those If you look at when it came out You know there wasn't a lot of competition And now that he did a whole bunch of movies <laughs> Just imagine going This still relevant right <laughs> typewriter <laughs> it doesn't make that sound anymore it's a keyboard I'm Jerry Lewis leave me alone <laughs> I want to write a new bit <laughs> and then he doesn't get to do the, you know, the at the end of the line where you have to ding the typewriter across you can't really do that with a keyboard on it maybe he should like update it to like clicking on a mouse or something yeah people are going do you think you should still be doing this bit with a typewriter why not I still use a typewriter at home <laughs> Pretty sure a lot of people do. No, they don't, Jerry. Hey, you're doing very well in the hipster community. <laughs> there are guys like, yeah, man, I can totally relate to that. I was just doing that this morning. That is the one thing with the hipster community. If he does that long enough, it will come back around again and they'll love it. <laughs> have a bunch of hipsters going, yeah, we own typewriters too. Oh, dude, have you seen this new bit by Jerry Lee Lewis? It's just me. You know me. I'm the typewriter guy. I got the man bun on top of my head. I've got the jewelry. I got the groomed beard and I'm on a typewriter. You all know me. He copied from me. I would hate to use a typewriter. I make way too many spelling mistakes the first time because yeah. I just sort of like type off quick and then I go back and go, oh, I spelled like half a dozen words wrong. Without spell check, I'd be screwed. I wouldn't even know it's a mistake. I don't have that quick command over the keys. I sort of like hit a roundabout, but sometimes I get the letters wrong. I'll let the computer fix my problems. Yeah. Auto just hit F7 and it does the whole lot. It's fine. <laughs> Couldn't imagine using a typewriter. I'd get like a couple of paragraphs down and then make a spelling mistake. So seriously, I gotta start again? Oh, no, no, no. Um, they use whiteout. That's what whiteout was for. You make a mistake you white out it if i used a typewriter i just have this solid piece of paper <laughs> it's essentially just white out by this stage and then you have to photocopy copies and photocopying is harder than printing because you got to line up the paper because <laughs> if it's skew if it looks weird when it comes across and all photocopiers do make it look worse there's always gonna be a little black smudge or something you can tell it's a photocopy i do a lot of photocopying yeah, and so what did chuck norris do after oh one more after th breaker breaker he did i know guys oh what were you gonna say i just wanted to put in i know we're talking about chuck norris but jerry lee lewis right his biggest following is in france yes i have heard that so i reckon at the end of his films he should put finn which we were talking about you know campy stupid movies to put artistic value by adding finn jerry lee lewis full stop i cannot think of a better example of a stupid movie to put finn at the end of than a jerry lee lewis what was the last movie jerry lewis did i don't know you want to check that out i bet it's kind of sad because if you see him now he's not the skinny little guy that he was he's got a bit of a gut which he's allowed to do when you're that successful you can go elvis he's most known for the Nutty Professor, which that was Eddie Murphy's movie. <laughs> yeah, Jerry's been known to steal from people in the future.
future. <laughs> All of his comedy comes from future comedians. <laughs> oh, wow. He was in a movie called The Trust. 2016. In 2016. So he's still working. I'm sure it's one of those bits. He just appears like Mr. T kind of ironically. Well, it's Stone's father. So he's not a named character. Same with the one that he did. Till Death Do Us Part. He's a bellboy because he did that movie Bellboy. He so was in, in the movie Max Rose, he played Max Rose. So in 2013, he was the star guy. And he was in Law and Order, Special Victims Unit. See, that's for... He was trying to help Jerry's kids. See, they said Nutty Professor. No way. The Simpsons. From 2008. Where are the Simpsons? They're saying Professor Frank is Senior. actually... Oh, oh, he played... Senior. So Professor Fink's father. Because that was always just Jerry Lee Lewis. There's a Treehouse of Horror. I kind of want to know the episode now that I've seen that. That's awesome. Well, it that... came out in 2003. First Homer kills the Grim Reaper and takes his place in the Reaper Madness. Oh, I remember this one. Professor Frank revives his dad and his dad does a whole Frankenstein thing to himself. Steals people's organs. That was Jerry Lee Lewis. Respect. Anyone who ends up on The Simpsons, no matter what I think of them, I have to love them after that. Well, that's a lot of people who you got to love then. Oh, absolutely. Ricky Gervais, Stephen Hawking. Although, how do you know that was actually Stephen Hawking? They no. said he would turn up to the table reads as well. <laughs> Did anyone tell him? You probably don't need to, dude. We could actually just type in your dialogue for you. We've already done it. That voice is very accessible on the internet. <laughs> we can, we've, already, we've already recorded all your bits. He probably just turned up to the table reads and that's all he had to do. Do you need me to record now? Oh no, we got it all, bro. It's okay. I just upload this file. <laughs> so do you reckon he waited for his cue and then started typing it in? Or do you reckon he just had it all pre-written and just pressed a button? It, yeah, it was his timing that he added. Stephen Hawking, famous for his comedic timing. <laughs> he can click a button at the exact right time. I wonder if he can do that, change the timing of how long it takes to say something to drag it out slower or make it said quicker and change the pitch and tone of different words. At any point, he can put in like a dramatic pause and then put in emphasis on certain words. I reckon he should be thinking about that. Do you reckon if you were talking to Stephen Hawking, you wouldn't be able to help but just peek over at his screen so you could look at what he was going to say before he actually said it? <laughs> you know when you can understand someone on TV, but there's still subtitles? You still read the subtitles, but the person's talking. I'm not even looking at the screen with all the pictures, which is fun. I'm reading the dialogue that's being said to me, and I read ahead. Uh, all right, they're going to say this, they're going to say this, they're going to say this. Oh, they just said that. Cool. I would definitely be doing that, and I'd be looking over Stephen Hawking's shoulder, freaking him out. I wonder how people feel when they see themselves on TV and they're speaking English, but it's subtitled. Especially if English is their first language. Someone who's kind of like a redneck or someone who's, you know, got a bit of an accent here and here. Come on, guys. Because how insulted would you feel if you're like, hey, I'm going to be on the news and they showed a bunch of people getting interviewed, then you come up and it's subtitled everything that you're saying? <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> you can understand me. And they put it up on the news. You know, Garth Remington, rural character, <laughs> local hothead, <laughs> hick. So after he did the Breaker Breaker where it was them breaking through. That's a very apt name actually now yeah. I think about it. Yeah, Breaker Breaker, that's a big 10-4. I just break through this house. So he was a bad guy in that. That doesn't seem to have gone well for him because the next movie he's in is literally called Good Guys Wear Black. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm a good guy this time. All right, let's check this one out. And he's the picture. Wow, that's a almost Chopper Reed-esque. It does look kind of creepy and scary. It's like the photo didn't get copied properly. The CIA can't afford John T. Booker dot 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 alive all in capitals so he's still running from cops it's all cop related and this is from the era where people had the reflective sunglasses on your video case thought it was really clever to put a mirror on the front of a video cover sunglasses like that though are really annoying to work with when you're filming oh yeah because you just get reflections of everything even normal glasses are kind of annoying for that yeah you're gonna get the camera it's it's way more effort than it's worth the cool can we get rid of all reflective surfaces but they've done very clever here because you can see in the reflection it's clearly stuff they just photoshopped in I don't know if they had Photoshop back then. They probably invented it a week before that. 
like in 1978. <laughs> we invented it for Chuck Norris. He said, I want to wear reflective sunglasses. Like, oh, that's going to be a big problem. <laughs> the guy with the black eyes there, dude, just do it. Just figure out however it works. It's easier to figure out how to do impossible things with video than to tell this guy no. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who he talked to? That's Chuck Norris. Whoosh. It's his second film and where he's the feature. And there's a plot, I'm sure. I think it's like the second film that he wins in. Yeah, plot's at the top. Well, they say Back plot. in 1973. <clears throat> plot is like it's set in the past when it's three years probably before it came out. We can look at the trailer. Yeah, let's do that. I chose this topic so we can see some roundhouse kicks. And God damn it, he will deliver. 78. That's a year later. Oh, there's a lot of cars moving around. By Gorilla Pictures. He was John T. Booker or is with that? He is John T. Booker. Isn't that a name from something? I'm sure it is. From Good Guys Wear Black. <laughs> oh, that's where I've heard it. All right. There's so. everything. There's like fast cars, bombs, Talking skiing. Guys back from the war who are dealing with issues. The CIA. Guy getting shot while skiing. Skidoos. A skidoo. Yeah, that, I think that's what they're called. I just thought they were snowmobiles. Doesn't sound as cool. He just kicked a bunch of people. Oh, he's oh. kicking some ass roundhouse kick there. Oh, that guy did a great spin around. Just like keep spinning. Oh, fly kick through, through the, the windscreen. windscreen. Yeah, go Chuck. This is where the legend started. That's awesome. I've always wanted to fly kick someone through a windscreen. This is possibly the greatest movie I've ever seen. Alright, when I get home, that's the first thing I'm doing is watching that movie. You're gonna have like a heap of movies to watch. Yep. By next time I see you, you would have watched a marathon of Chuck Norris movies. Dude, and then there's this one bit where he kicked a guy in the head. <laughs> then there's this other bit where he kicked another guy in the head. And, and then, then you'll never guess what he did after that. There's this guy, kicked him in the head! And then, and then, he drank some coffee. <laughs> and then some guy tried to take his coffee and he kicked him in the Man. head. <laughs> See, he knows what we want. He doesn't disappoint. You can see how he's gradually improving. He went from getting beat up by Dean Martin to everything cool in a movie, and he's the main guy who's the baddest mother on the planet. It's a swift rise within four movies. Leonardo DiCaprio hasn't done that. It took uh, Brad Pitt a long time to go from meet Joe Black all the way up to Fight Club. But when did Leonardo DiCaprio become, like, a good actor, though? Because, I mean, if he was a good actor, like, when was he in good movies? Because I know I didn't really like him when he was in Titanic, because screw that. Titanic. The beach, screw that. I I like the beach. I like Departed though. Departed, that was good. Romeo and Juliet is where he became famous. That's, yeah, I didn't yeah, like that. He was the young boyish good look guy who the girls would swoon over. And that's why all men went, no, this guy sucks. What a little bitch. How can he be attractive? I kick his ass. Now Chuck Norris. Women should be really attracted to Chuck Norris because have you seen him kick guys in the head? That's what women like, right? Guys who can kick people in the head. Leonardo went through a lot of movies. Brad Pitt and him did the same thing where they first came out as the pretty boy and then they went out and did a whole bunch of movies to make them look tough and be ugly so that guys would like them as well. Gangs in New York, great mm -hmm. movie. He played kind of an ugly dude in that. What's that latest one he did? It's like American... This is Brad Pitt. No, no, this is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. It's a recent movie. The Wolf of Wall Street? That was pretty funny, but no, not that one. That's this is a... early America, like before it was a country, before the Revolution War. This is the bear one? Yes, where he gets raped by a bear. Uh, revelations or relevations or... Something like that. It's something that starts with R. Well, that's a great movie. He it... won an Oscar for it. Really? Which is one of those weird things because when they win an Oscar, you're like, so they go, that is Leonardo DiCaprio's best movie that he's done ever. And you're like, well. Because uh, <laughs> you assume that although he won it for that movie, he really won it for The Wolf of Wall Street. He did. We can't, as actors, say that that was good. But yeah, that was good. But that's the weird thing with like acting is... Sure, there are people who are good at it and not good at it, but it also depends on what parts you get as well. You will always get the Oscar for playing a uh, autistic half 
deaf black woman in slave era than you will for The Wolf of Wall Street. You don't get it for being anything that Vin Diesel ever played. But even in The Wolf of Wall Street, it did give him a lot of acting, like things that he could do acting wise with that. Absolutely. He really did a great character in that. He really portrayed a slimy, greasy Wall Street guy. <laughs> Charlie Sheen, who is a slimy, greasy guy, his Wall Street was crap compared to Wolf <laughs> of Wall Street. Like this guy really took it to the right level. Though I did have the feeling with that movie, the same feeling that I have with any movie that goes for about three hours is that was about an hour too long. <laughs> you could have cut about, yeah, a third of that out. I get it. He's a sleazebag. Because it always gets to that point in the movie where you're like, okay, they could roll credits now, but then it goes for another 40 minutes and you're like, oh, come on. I get it. You're high. Basically, the rule of thumb is if you get raped by a bear, they give you an Oscar, which, you know, if I got raped by a bear, I'd probably prefer medical attention, <laughs> some sort of ice pack, maybe some ice cream at least. Well, I reckon he did a good performance during that because he didn't want to do a second take. <laughs> Come on, guys. One take willy. We're doing this. That's the rule if you're an actor. If you hate the scene that you're doing, do a really good job so you don't have to do it again. <laughs> if the bear has to go a second time, it's going to be longer and it's not going to be as like attentive. <laughs> it's going to be a little rougher. It's like, why couldn't we use CGI? Why do we have to use a tame bear? It's not a tame bear. <laughs> <laughs> CGI, that's a great way to do this! <laughs> but that movie was great. He got fingers chopped off, he got beaten up in every such way. Oh, have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It was great. He kills Handsome Bob. Who's Handsome Bob? I only know him by Handsome Bob from Rock and Roller. Guy, he's in a lot of things now because he's handsome, I assume. Yeah, Rock and Roller, was, it reminded me of Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels or Snatched. It was one of those movies that came out that wasn't as good. I think it was done by Guy Ritchie, the same guy. Oh, was it done by Guy Ritchie? I assume so. If it wasn't, he should be suing someone. Because there was also that one Smoking Aces, which was pretty much exactly the same sort of thing. That wasn't Guy Ritchie. I know that. No, that was an American one. And I've also seen Smoking Aces 2. There's a second one to that. <laughs> and you really shouldn't see it. <laughs> it's like, okay, you get the idea of the first one. It's a bunch of assassins going after a guy. Well, let's do that again. But like, shit. You know how that was kind of a crappy movie? We can totally outdo ourselves this time. We'll make the first one look good. <laughs> We're not getting the respect for the first one. We just need a comparison. The first one should have worked though because it had some good stars in it like some good actors it had a good gimmick it just didn't play who's that guy from I want to say Family Ties but I know that's not right he was Teen Wolf 2 who's that guy I don't know who Teen Wolf 2 was he looks like Michael J. Fox but he's bigger in a lot of sitcoms as a kid he's a child star he was in Smoking Aces 1 I think and he played a great role because he's the all-American wasp character but in that he was like a sleazy agent of some kind who had this big herpes lip thing going on and looked really gross and it's just great to see him do that yeah he knows what he looks like what his character is in, in the world and he's happy to fuck with it he's the Bob Saget of today full house rude man do you reckon if you were an actor who kind of looked like a big celebrity you'd go to your agent like come on you can get me like a part as this person's brother or something that would be everything I'd do that would be my one shot I could at least be him in the movie about him come on give me that much hey if he's not interested in any sequels let me know I'm pretty sure that's what he did for Teen Wolf 2 <laughs> Michael J. Fox doesn't want to do a second oh 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 me! Me! <laughs> Do you reckon like recently he went into his manager's office and gone, look, Michael J. Fox, sorry to hear it, but he's coming down with his Parkinson thing. <laughs> he's not going to be working much little. Do you reckon if they're making like another Stuart Little movie or something like that, you get me in? Just hear me out. Back to the Future 4. Eh? Eh? <laughs> Time travel affected him slightly, so he's bigger and doesn't have Parkinson's. I don't know if Christopher Lloyd would be interested in that. It's okay, I got a buddy who looks exactly like him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Donald Sutherland said he'd grow his hair out. It's fine. <laughs> 
you imagine that a recasting of Back to like the same characters? It's Back to the Future Four. <laughs> they just got all new actors now. Biff played by. Did you ever see Parker Lewis Can't Lose? No. That's a great show for its time. I'm not going to watch it again because it's horrible. There's a guy in it called Coop, and I'm sure you've dealt with this before with other actors. I will forever know him as Coop. I see him in movies from time to time. He's just this really big dude, and I have no idea what his name is. I'm never going to learn it because he's Coop, and because no one else in the world seems to know what Parker Lewis Can't Lose is. I'm just saying a name. I am in no way helping anyone. And if I typed Coop in, people go, who the fuck's Coop? So was he in Back to the Future or something? No, he'd be the perfect replacement for Biff. He looks just like him in a B-grade way. No, if they need to do old Biff again in the future, he could probably play that now. Yes. He wouldn't need the makeup anymore to look older. That's true. (laughs) They can do Back to the Further Future. It's like Die Harder. Back to the Future. Because you know Back to the Future 2 where they come into the future, which is now the past. Yes. That sentence makes complete sense to me. <laughs> Just don't ask me any well, follow-up act- questions. The actor who played Biff Tannen pretty much looks like that now. Yeah. As he did as the grandfather. That's exactly right. Now that he's grandfather age, I heard they're going to make a sequel to Kill Bill's sequel, like a third one, in the opening scene when she kills the black chick, the little girl in it. Apparently, I have nothing to back this on, Quentin Tarantino is waiting for that little girl to grow up so she can be in it as an adult to fight. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds cool. Do you imagine that being cast in a movie and they're like, look, we got big plans for this movie in about 10, 20 years time. You're going to be doing another one. Cool. Lock that in. Just try not to get a crack addiction or something in the meantime. Don't go Jay from Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> way. Okay. Cause that's just going to ruin everything for everyone. Try to keep your face clean. No scars. Cause I remember seeing an interview with Mark Hamill where he was talking about when he first played Luke Skywalker in Star Wars and George <laughs> Lucas is like, <laughs> like they're going to do an interview with him about anything else he's ever done. <laughs> George Lucas was pitching the idea to him of, you know, we're thinking of doing this series, 12 movies. So I figure like by about 2020, you're going to be playing the Obi-Wan-like character. (laughs) And he's kind of, yeah, I'm like 19 now, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be great. I'm set for life. Mind you, the latest one came out and he was in it at the very end. And he's going to be a much heavier part in the next one. Mm, He is going to be the Obi-Wan. George Lucas didn't lie. Oh yeah, that's why that's come out at the moment because... He said in an interview way back in the day, there's no way I'm still going to be playing this character in 2020. (laughs) Yeah, you probably will. That's all you're going to be doing. I love the idea of they put him in the movie out of spite. We just want to make you look like a dick by paying you money to do the role that you've only ever done. Though, have you seen that movie? The latest Star Wars? Yeah. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, that has to be the easiest money he's ever made in his life. Yeah, just an end scene. He's in it 30 seconds. It's like, what are my lines? You don't have any lines, Mark. And how much am I getting paid? More than everyone else. (laughs) He knows this. He just likes to remind us. (laughs) Mark Hamill. What a dick. (laughs) Hey, look, this is all I've got. Everyone else went on to do great things. Harrison Ford, shut up. Okay, let me have this. You had every other movie. Just let me have this. Apparently the only reason they killed off Han Solo is because Harrison Ford was all, oh, come on, just kill him off. Kill him off. I'm (laughs) sick of this stupid character. (laughs) Look, you get one movie from me. I'll give you one because i got some expenses I really need to pay. He's sitting at home going, now all i got to do is kill Indiana Jones and I'm free. (laughs) (laughs) I hate snakes. (laughs) That's how we die. 
Snake. <laughs> Harrison, if you're listening. Snakes. Just do one more. No, no, no. That, what was it? The skull? Diamond skull? What was the last one called? Yeah, I think that killed Indiana Jones. That's a mortgage payment that needed to be made. That's the only reason it exists. Well, that even created an expression where if you go too over the top with stuff, it's called nuke in the fridge. Nuke in the... <laughs> when you got in the fridge, when they... <laughs> it's like jumping the shark, but yeah. nuking the fridge. They had to update that reference. Didn't Mythbusters check that out? The nuking the fridge? Yeah, if like sitting in a fridge will actually protect you from a nuclear bomb. Did they need to? <laughs> There is no way that worked. And where did they get access to a nuclear bomb? Yeah, that's a really good point. I might have just completely made that up. I, <laughs> I think they maybe tested an explosion and gun bullets. Like, will a fridge protect you from being shot? It doesn't. It's just aluminium and foam, guys. Think about it. Don't hide behind a fridge. All it will do is smother you from oxygen. Because I'd imagine they would put a bunch of C4 in a house and blow that up and see if you'd survive in the fridge. Might but I, I think myths with nuclear weapons it, it, might be a little <laughs> out of their budget. That's true. Well, yeah, you just got to ask the army hey next time you're blowing up something with a nuclear weapon could I just put a fridge with explosives dummy inside it why have they never done that when they've tested nuclear weapons they've set up fake cities before why not get one of those dummies and just chuck it in the fridge and just go let's see <laughs> just yeah put them in random things just so that we have like a nice testing so you can tell people this is how you survive a nuclear bomb can you imagine if that actually worked fridge sales would go through the roof they'd start making bomb shelters out of fridge but I think the worst part was not even did he get in the fridge which survived the nuclear blast it flung it into the air and then it crashed on the ground which the impact from that would have killed you yes and the fridge probably <laughs> bomb shelters by calvinator you imagine you're a kid and as a cruel joke your elder brother puts you in a fridge and holds you in there and he's closing the door and yep. in that time a nuclear bomb goes off <laughs> You're fine, but everything else is gone. You open the fridge to see your brother just dissolve into ash. <laughs> Let me out! I'm gonna kill you! I'm sorry, did, did, did I do that? I think I might be an X-Men. Just me and the salami survived. At least I got milk. At least if you survive a nuclear war, there's plenty of food around. <laughs> <laughs> Only refrigerated things. You want cereal? Piss out of luck. Yeah, that got killed. You've got milk, no cereal. But you've got plenty of cheese. You'll be fine. So we're not even up to Walker, Texas Ranger yet. Yeah, we got a long way to go. He did a lot of movies. So when did Walker, Texas Ranger? In the 80s. Starting, yeah, that sounds about right. So he was Walker, Texas Ranger. He did Octagon. On Walker, Texas Ranger. The Delta Force series. That's a good series. How he, many movies are there? I'm not sure, actually. There was one With of Lee Marvin. Oh, that is so cool. He's quite a badass. You need Lee Marvin and... I always forget his name. He's the greatest guy ever. Charles Bronson. So is this a TV series? No, it was a movie. And it was a series of movies. At least two... Yeah, three movies. And I'm sure they get increasingly worse as we go by. It's all about Vietnam and Vietnam-type stuff. Where basically... He's like Rambo in that he's this hardcore special op sky and that's all you need to know oh, this is the, the hijacking I was telling you about see they got guns on a plane you try and do that now I think this is more relevant today <laughs> are there nuns on the plane there used to be a lot of nuns on planes where are nuns going well that's just the assumption you make if you see a nun on a plane it's... with you you're just like well god can't take this one. <laughs> oh, and this is I think it's Muslims versus Jews that was very relevant at the time it's still relevant <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be relevant forever yeah true now it's all sort of very stuck in one place they found a war field for Jews versus Muslims before they didn't have a country and it was just all over the place. Yeah. He's got an Uzi in this. Very important. And an Do you Uzi know they should be playing in the back of this? America. Fuck, fuck yeah. <laughs> Interesting to note uh, the Uzi was invented by the Israeli army. It's their weapon. And that's why I think he has it in this. Not only is it the coolest looking gun. It is a pretty cool looking gun. I think that's a little like slight. Like yeah we've got the Jewish 
army gun. See, I remember my first introduction to the Uzi was in the game Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. She had Uzis and she would wield one in each hand. Were they Uzis? Yeah, and huh. they were pretty badass guns. They were usually one of the best guns in the game where you could just blow apart it's pretty much a, anything. It's a one-handed submachine gun that just kills everything you pointed at. It's very useful. Yeah, Delta Force, I think in 2 or 3 he's in Vietnam because sooner or later all these movies end up in Vietnam and he's captured by the Viet Cong. They've got him tied up and they're torturing him and they put him in some muddy water which isn't very nice and he's kind of like ew that's gross but then they put a rat in a bag and they put the bag over his head and he bites the rat and kills it shuck Norris. What? I <laughs> this is torture. You're going to get a lot of results for that. Is oh, there it is, the top one. Yep. Chuck versus Norris a... versus Wild Rat. So he's speaking English and they still subtitle him, just like we were talking about before. <laughs> he's like, hey, I worked hard to learn English, you dicks. <laughs> oh, no. The, uh, it's, it's the just... whole thing. Oh, he gets karate chopped in the back, but that doesn't stop him. Oh, no. They look sad, but they don't know it's Chuck Norris up there. He can take anything. That's right. This is how bad Chuck is, even when he's being tortured. See, he's the rat, acid. and they poke it with a stick, because if you want an animal to do you bidding, you poke it with a stick. You want to make it mad. That's right. And if you poke me with a stick, I'd be pretty pissed off too. Yeah, rats are screwed up. Any torture that involves rats eating you. Mm. It doesn't sound quick. Hey, isn't that Dr. Zulu? The head Viet Cong guy? See, okay, so he's got him in the, the sack and watch him fiddle around. The rat's trying to eat him, but he eats the rat. That's... It's making a lot of those So noises. it looks like the rat's at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, you can see some blood start to appear. See, that's Dr. Zulu. Oh my. People are like, you think it's his face that's bleeding, but then the rat stops moving and they're like, what? And he's like, I just needed some rat blood to you know, quench my thirst. I'm Chuck Norris. Damn it, our backup plan was to starve him. <laughs> Pull it out He's still got it in his mouth And he doesn't even spit it out uh, He's sucking that dry And that's everything you need to know about Chuck Norris If you've never seen a Chuck Norris movie You just got the summation Being upside down would suck too Yeah like Not only having to fight a rat with no hands Having to fight a rat upside down with no hands I don't think I'd do well under torture They put me upside down Like alright I'll talk You don't have to do anything else I'm assuming Lee Marvin didn't volunteer for that scene I think that was Chuck's request Hey I just did this thing yesterday I want to try it out on the film <laughs> I was just screwing around with the bag and a rat the other day and I came up with this cool idea. That's Delta Force. Great thing. I saw this news clip a little while ago. Malaysia Air, some guy got up, tried to take over the plane and he said he had a bomb but he didn't have a bomb. And the passengers just got up and beat him up. This well, is that's what difference. happens these days. That's the new thing. Osama Bin Laden really ruined plane hijacking for all the terrorists. Back in the day, like you see Delta Force, they get up with their guns, alright, we're going to Cuba or whatever. Everyone's like, alright, whatever, what are we going to do? Now that we know that planes can be flown into buildings, it's like, oh hell no. Sit your ass down. You ain't gonna September 11 me. Exactly. <laughs> On 9-11 your ass. <laughs> you got 9-11, we got Nagasaki. Because <laughs> I know for a fact if I was on a plane, I don't care what weapon they've got. If they're like, we're taking over this plane, oh hell no, y'all ain't killing me. I'm going down swinging. So Do you reckon you even finished the word hijacking? This uh, is a high... <laughs> I was gonna say high altitude. We're up in a plane, high altitude, get it? No, you're <laughs> too late. You got no teeth. Do you reckon like the other terrorists sort of get together in their terrorist meeting? and go, man, I sound like such a bitch. I really needed to get to Libya the other day. I couldn't even take down the plane. We used to be able to take M16s onto planes. He ruined it for everyone. He's the guy who always takes it too far. <laughs> if you know Osama, he's the guy, you know, we're all playing the slap game where we're slapping each other. He's the guy who has to, you know, put a tack in his hand or something. Dude, now he's bleeding. I don't think I have to be cautious of this. Osama Bin Laden, what a dick. <laughs> 
It's a very controversial statement you made there. I know, we're going to get a lot of complaints about that one. I'll get the fuck out of here. He was a professional wrestler. This is flashback to two episodes ago when we did uh, professional wrestling. Chuck Norris was the enforcer outside a casket match between The Undertaker and Yokozuna. And during the match, Chuck Norris delivered a roundhouse kick, who would have seen that coming, uh, to an interfering Jeff Jarrett. We did talk about The Undertaker a bit with professional wrestling one, and we didn't see Chuck anywhere. I went through his like 10 best moments, and there was no Chuck Norris. That should have just been all of it. It should have just been the Chuck Norris bit played over and over again. from different angles. I think because they were The Undertaker's best bit, but as soon as you have Chuck Norris in it, it's his bit now. (laughs) He owns it. Everything that he ever did is now Chuck Norris's. He doesn't just own the moment, he owns your soul as well. This is a very long... We're not going to watch all of it. Let's see if we can fast forward to where the... Chuck happens. Uh, There's just an empty ring for like two and a half minutes. There's... There's Chuck. There's Chuck. Oh, and he's found a Texas Ranger up. He's got his cowboy hat on. Who's the big dude? He really doesn't seem to like Chuck Norris. He's not a fan. Well, that's a stupid position to take in life, isn't it? I don't think it matters what you look like. You shouldn't threaten Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris doesn't get threatened. He is the threat. Look, the only people who have beaten me are Bruce Lee and Dean Martin. I don't want to talk about it. Who is that? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Never mind. Bruce Lee. (laughs) Oh, that's Bam Bam Bigelow. He was in a Married with Children episode. It must have been before this because obviously he dies if he fights Chuck Norris. Yes. He was also in Major Pain as the biker. Oh, was he? Yeah, the biker who gets roundhouse kicked in the face by Major Pain. This guy's got a history of getting kicked in the face by people who know how to kick. Uh, It's really just him standing there stoically. That's his thing. Oh, oh, I think you might have just gone past it. I saw what looked like outside the ring. Um, No, no, no. Maybe after that. Yes, just before this. Okay, someone's going up Chuck Norris. He's got a bit of a Some Flash Gordon looking dude. (laughs) He is. Yeah! Roundhouse to the head. Oh, and he does like a headstand. He does a headstand. Oh, is he going to try it again? He gets up. No, he runs away. He runs away. Professional wrestler Jeff Jarrett, who's I'm guessing a great wrestler, ran away from Chuck Norris. A wise move. Is that guy meant to be a sumo? If he's not, he should be. He's wearing the the sumo thong. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, he nearly missed that. But this is not Chuck, so I don't really care about this. Both of these guys would lose to Chuck. Putting a sumo wrestler in the middle of here kind of makes it look like Street Fighter now. It does. That's E-Honda. The Undertaker should have been a Street Fighter. And kicked him into a coffin. There you go. And then he took the Japanese flag and broke the... And threw it in with him. You be careful, man. Like, you know, World War II and everything. You might want to... You don't want to rehash that. I don't think America would like to take Japan on again. It's a different world. They have all your technology. It's like, I'm going to leave you looking like Nagasaki. (laughs) He went Hiroshima on that guy's ass. Oh, there's that fat guy with the urn again. For some reason. And Chuck Norris was there to help. Yeah, he roundhouse kicked some guy in the head. It's weird in wrestling where they have a fight going on on the stage, but also a fight going on around the ring as well. You don't know where to look. It must be very confusing for the fans. There's Chuck. Thank you, Mr. Ranger. Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? It is. Yes. Clearly wrestling has a lot of cameos. We don't need any of that. That was his <laughs> wrestling career. He appeared once. He did a roundhouse kick. Wouldn't it be cool like if he did like a suplex or something like, you know, just like he actually did some full wrestling moves, but you tell him to do that. I'm not. Well, he did no more than Donald Trump did when he started in that. <laughs> Donald Trump was in wrestling? Yeah. Really? Did he, he just tell someone Vince he was <laughs> No, he does like a, a body slam tackle to him. Oh, okay. Wow. So you're telling me someone who did professional wrestling is now the president of America. Yeah. yeah it's hard to believe that a lot of things he did are now something that someone who's the president has now done. Yeah. It's a new world. Although it does 
make a lot of sense. I mean, think about it. It's America. He's the only president to be in a Home Alone movie. He was, wasn't he? And the Simpsons called that he was going to be uh, president. Yeah, but they were joking. Yeah, well, but that's... <laughs> it was sort of like the whole joke was, how ridiculous would this be, right? But so is everything he's ever appeared in. Like, how ridiculous would it be if Donald Trump was a wrestler and then he became president? He's always appeared as this, like, yeah, it'd be funny. Wouldn't it be funny if he became president? When people were voting for him, they're like, wouldn't it be funny if he actually got in? Could you imagine that world? Do you remember the episode where they predicted that Trump would be president? It was the Lisa in the future thing. Yeah, where like, she was she, the president. Yeah, and they left a huge deficit from... From after President Trump, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're still predicting. So the next person might have a huge deficit, which that seems reasonable. If I was the lady who does the voice of Lisa Simpson, now would be the time to run. I could get in just based on Simpsons alone. This is my chance. She should get her name legally changed to Lisa Simpson. <laughs> It'd do nothing but help. If you're an American and your name is Lisa Simpson, I think you should go for it. For the nostalgia, apparently people vote satirically now. Didn't Kanye West threaten to run for president in 2020? <laughs> I like that you said threaten. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's just a... Uh, just don't. <laughs> just don't. When I first heard it, I'm like, I hope he does. That'll be awesome. But now I'm scared he might get in. <laughs> He's like Donald Trump and Osama combined. <laughs> I'm a black guy who's outrageous and stupid. What I hope is, if he got elected during his inauguration speech, someone comes up and takes the mic off and goes, I just want to say this presidency should have been awarded to the other guy. <laughs> he did a great video. <laughs> Taylor Swift would be there like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Although, I think if he was president, he would be longer, better, faster, stronger. <laughs> I don't think that was his song, was it? I think it, it I, don't, I don't know. I heard it from Daft Punk and someone told me it was a Kanye West song. I have nothing to back that on. I don't know any of his songs. Because I knew it was a Daft Punk song. But I think they got it from him. Do we want to check? Nah. Nah, some things are better left in the ether. <laughs> I don't want to search Kanye West. He doesn't need any more hits on his name. <laughs> you know he's sitting there counting. You just know he's on the other end. Gotcha, bitches! Ben and Garth, I own you. I never searched They finally you. searched me. <laughs> oh, I'm going to dread that page. The only song I really know of his was that Gold Digger one. Oh, is that him? Which, that was a good song, but it was a novelty song. It's one of those, he does a lot of good novelty songs. Songs that once you mention it, you go, oh, okay, yeah, he did that. But you just can't like the guy. He's completely unlikable. Because I liked that song when it first came out, but I put it on par with Mumbo Number no. 5. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone liked Mumbo Number no. 5 when it first came Damn. out. Now, if you heard it play, you'd just be like, oh, I turned this crap off. It puts chills down your spine. I mean, it's been on one too many ads. I don't care if you want a little moniker in your life. <laughs> Which I'm positive they used that for friends at one stage. <laughs> Dated. Uh, whatever happened to that guy? He thought Mumbo was coming back. He was wrong. Because we never heard of Mumbo number six. But then you never got to hear one to four. No, there was another song that he did afterwards. Because you know, like with Mumbo number five, where it starts going like one, two, three, four, five. The next song he had literally starts six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten. Uh, he probably released a whole album, but he's like, no, 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 that's the one song. Okay, I'll do another song. It's actually called I Got a Girlfriend Everywhere. Like, you know, in the first one where it was a list of girls' names that he sees? Yeah. Now it's a list of the places they all live. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next is going to be their careers. I got a teacher. I, I got a, a bus driver. What else can I tell you about these women? <laughs> I got a blonde, a brunette. Yeah, and that, that single didn't really have the same success as the first one had. All right, I got successful off this song. Now, what about this song could people have liked? Well, I list a bunch of women, so I'll list a bunch of places, right? People like places. And I imagine it would sound a lot like that Animaniacs song where they yeah. just list all the countries. Pretty much. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. <laughs> Mumbo number five. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a well-mixed version of the two. Did you remember in the 90s the Scat Man? Yes. Um, the Scat Man. He was convinced that scatting was going to come back. <laughs> Technically, that wasn't even scatting. Okay, this is what I heard later. If you're a scat man, it's like saying you're into poo. Yeah. It's so I'm pretty sure that's what he meant. Although he's going be ba 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 I think he was saying I'm into girls' poo. Presumably women. He's just a scat man. <laughs> he tried to do a pee remix. <laughs> Didn't quite go down well. I'm a pee man. Pee pa 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 da po. Pa 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 da po. <laughs> Could you imagine that? You think that some old shitty style is going to come back into fashion. Sooner or later. And then you release a single that actually becomes a huge number one hit. And you're like going to everyone. See, I told you, I told you. But you're not right. It's a fad. And it's it, a novelty. It's not bringing back the genre. It's just a song where people are like, oh yeah, I remember that. It's one of those, yeah, I remember things like that. They like that one mumbo song. Yes. And only for a little bit. <laughs> but the second chorus, we're all just kind of, all right, I get it. That's as far as we went it really was just perfect for an ad 30 seconds that's about all you get that's about right just sell your mops and move on the Beach Boys songs appear in a lot of ads these days they've stuck around for a while I think they're allowed to put them in ads now those songs have been around forever they've made their money now they're old and they need some I don't know dialysis or something it's, yeah let it be on ads see now every time I hear good vibrations the good I'm, guys yeah it's like come in and see the good good good, good guys, guys. <laughs> I just like to say that the good guys sell some quality uh, what do they sell okay, they're not paying us if they pay us, we'll plug them. I thought it would work the other way around. Don't we have to plug them and then ask them for money? I'm really bad with marketing. I probably should have started <laughs> with that. This is probably why we're not getting paid by anyone. So what else? You had the gold lotto. Had that, wouldn't it be nice to that, win The other gold one lotto. too. Um, like that. Welcome to the House of Fun. Golden Cast. Madness. Which that song's about a boy going and buying condoms. Same thing, really. I don't even know if you can get condoms from a news agency. I can't remember in what, but I know that our house... Oh, it's been used in a few things. I bet it's real estate. And I know Huggies, the nappy company. Is that must be love? Yes, love. It, that was madness. Oh, that madness. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they're still going. Are they? Jules. Are they still playing the same songs, or they got a new album out? Oh, I didn't listen to them. I just saw them on Jules Holland and went, "Oh my god, they're not dead. Those guys. I don't know how they're still alive. They've got the Motley Crew genes. They will not die. And I think they're coming to Australia soon, or have been in Australia soon. I honestly don't know. I don't care enough to follow it up. If they got a new album, I'm not interested. If they're playing House of Fun, probably. <laughs> They've got the Bob Dylan syndrome going yeah. on. Where people turn up and get pissed off that, oh, it's his new songs. I haven't heard this yet. <laughs> Why would you do this? You know which songs we want you to play. They're well, the ones you don't want to play. It's true. Bob Dylan hates his fans for that exact reason. <laughs> These pricks. I invented new songs, new music you haven't heard before. And you just play the shit from the 60s. <laughs> he hates them. Do you reckon he'd get frustrated and do a tour? It's called Just the New Stuff. Don't ask, guys. I'm not playing anything. <laughs>
something else. He would do that tour and it would be cancelled very quickly. Just this empty stadium with like these three people like, oh, he, I know he says that, but I bet he's going to play him. He, he can't not. You've got a stadium with three people in it and they're all booing you. Do you reckon Chuck Norris would get requests for people to roundhouse kick him? Like people would be like, oh, I want to get roundhouse kicked by you. Only stupid people. You only ask once. There's no second time. I'm sure there's a casualty ward somewhere. <laughs> these people on palliative care. Uh, I have to be roundhouse kicked by Chuck Norris. Well, surely he would just line up so when he kicks you, you would fly to that hospital. That's exactly... <laughs> There's a lot of broken windows in that hospital. <laughs> they learn to just keep the windows open. Yeah, and they just let him know what beds are available and that's how he lines <laughs> up his kicks. So you go flying into a bed and they start treating you immediately. They made a specific app for him. Can you roundhouse kick me in the head? Let me just check my phone. Ward 23A. Whoosh! <laughs> Boom! Straight into it. The, the IV it lines up to go straight into the guy's vein. <laughs> Doctors are there. Stat! This man needs a new jaw! And another concussion. You got lucky. We haven't really looked through anything about him because there's more that I, I didn't realise this, but he was in the army. I mean, I saw Delta Force and I just assumed he was just a karate guy doing Delta Force, but I'm guessing they were actually based on his real life, knowing how amazing Chuck Norris is. He's got awards for the National Defence Service Medal, the Korean Defence Service Medal, Air Force Outstanding Unit Award, Air Force. Wait, he was in World War Two? No, 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 Korea. It says there. Oh, doesn't he? Couldn't be in World oh, Ray, War Two. No. That's what I was thinking. That's, yeah, I was going like, to say. How old is he? He was born in 1958. Oh, He's a little late for that war. That's Ray Norris. That was his. Oh, his dad. How cool would it be yeah. if Ray Norris had actually gone and it wasn't Hitler had committed suicide? Ray Norris had like ripped right. the door off the bunker, <gasps> walked down and just grabbed Hitler and just crushed his skull in his hand. <laughs> I'd like to think he roundhouse kicked him in the head and it just looked exactly like a bullet went through the back of his skull. <laughs> It's just a, like, wow, he got shot. No, he got Norris. Well, technically all the coroner said was his head was blown off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is cool. I didn't realize his ethnicity is Irish and Cherokee, which makes perfect sense to me. An he's Irish Indian. An Irish Indian. He's got all that uh, soul, fitness, whatever Native Americans have that makes him spiritual and great. And the Irish is why he fights. If he didn't have the Irish, he'd be making dream catches, telling people about spirits. Like, he's got the Irish, so he makes people into spirits. He should do a show like Punked but just called Roundhouse you just got Roundhouse that's my show what do you do like practical jokes or would he just go up and kick people that is the joke I'd watch that wouldn't you people getting kicked in the head by Chuck Norris there used to be a show on YouTube that was very popular called Kicked in the Nuts or oh the, something. the clown yeah some guy would dress as a clown and go and kick people in the nuts <laughs> And it got to the point where people were honoured to be on it. I've only seen a little bit of it, but where the guy gets kicked in the nuts by this clown, and he's like, what the fuck? And then the clown points over, there's a camera, you're being recorded. And the guy's like, oh, that's cool. That would never work with me. Good, they'll film me kicking your ass. <laughs> if you kick me in the nuts, I'm getting you back. And I hope it's being recorded as a warning to anyone else who thinks I can be kicked in the balls. Because you assume if someone kicks you in the nuts and you punch them in the face, no way you get done with assault. That's provocation, you're fine. No male judge would convict you, you can pick up a plank of wood and beat them into a coma. And be like, well, he shouldn't have kicked you in the nuts. Everyone knows that's not cool. That's a temporary insanity plea down there. Yes. Like down pat, like easy. Can you honestly say, judge, you wouldn't have done the same thing? I mean, if it's a lady judge, may have a little bit of problem with the empathy. Why would you do that? That's just excessive. That's over the top. I'd kick you in your lady balls if I could. It'd be funny if a judge rules against you, but then after the case, the clown comes up and kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> Repeals the decision. Because otherwise you set a precedent. 
precedent. You've set a precedent. We can just as long as you're in a clown outfit, it's okay to kick people in the nuts. Judge is like standing there behind his desk, and you're like, "Aren't you meant to be sitting?" And shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a while. He takes his little judge <laughs> box with him everywhere. I live in this now. Then he gets kicked from behind. Bulldog kick. That's never good. We're looking at his martial arts career. That's interesting to note because it does say here that he lost a bunch of time. Yeah, he we was- saw it. He lost to Bruce Lee and Dean Mudd. <laughs> <laughs> but before that <laughs> In real life This is why I respect him And this is why I say He can kick your ass He was a karate champion And we just learned earlier That he was in the army Which makes him pretty badass But he was a karate champion In America for a long time I didn't realise that When he first started He got defeated in his first two tournaments It says Joe Lewis I really doubt that's the boxer I don't think that lines up time wise So I'm just going to assume That's a very common name Especially amongst Sounds fighters like, Yeah I'm just going to click it to see Yeah he's a karate guy Okay and he did kickboxing So he he got defeated twice and then he had some back and forth victories and losses and then he sort of got his act together and became six consecutive time champion of the professional middleweight karate title and that's not half-assed light karate he was beating people up see karate is always a martial arts i associate with eight-year-old children it is the dane cook of martial arts thank you archer it is, it is the best analogy for it even the name sounds lame kung fu sounds kind of cool karate kia uh, even Prog Maga. That's that's yeah. a cool name. And that's Jewish. I mean, when you think martial arts, you think Hebrew, right? <laughs> Anything that sounds kind of crabby, Krav Maga, like it could be a food that would kick your ass. But yeah, karate, it's just like Dane Cook. There's a lot of noise, a lot of movement. It seems flashy, but when you actually watch it, you realize there's very little content. <laughs> it's Dane Cook. Is it the simplest of all the martial arts? Yes and no. It's very diverse because it's essentially just all Japanese punch kick martial arts put together. So there's a lot of different karates. Akinawa is where technically karate comes from and it was mainly used by police and people like that back in the day. Uh, there's all the other arts are uh, samurai arts. Uh, Akido, Apkido, well not Hapkido but Aikido and Bushido, Budo all that other stuff. All the dos. Judo which was a form of jiu-jitsu. But karate was more peasants art. It's how to punch people and kick people and it's all based on the concept of one punch one kill. And that's why in karate tournaments it's whoever gets the first punch in. Originally they would have skewers on their hands and they had to punch three through bamboo. So every punch had to be hard enough to punch through bamboo armor, which is why you see them breaking boards all the time. So they'd have like Wolverine claws. I think so. Like a spike kind of thing, maybe a one spike. Obviously, if you can punch through bamboo and you got a spike on your hand, then I could see the use in karate. But do you think these days, if they still kept the little Wolverine claws, they would be so much more popular than they are now? Absolutely. It's the Wolverine martial art. Wolverati. Just get Hugh Jackman on board and then you're in. Exactly. I mean, you see Chuck Norris in the movies had the sideburns. It writes itself. Maybe Chuck Norris is the real Wolverine. Well-kept secret. And that's how good he is. He doesn't even need to get the claws out. That's why they needed a fictitious metal to be covering Wolverine's bones. Because Chuck Norris's bones, they're stronger than any metal we've ever known. He actually is adamantium. The adamantium myth is just based on his bone density. Yeah, so he was a big-time karate champion. And that's why he got to be in movies. Because he beat up enough people that they went, Look, just put him in a movie before he beats us up. And he was a black belt. Oh no, he was in black belt. Black belt magazine. Magazine. No, he was awarded Fighter of the Year from Black Belt Magazine. Black Belt Magazine, I've read it. See, that's what happens when I read a sentence backwards. (laughs) I just look at Black Belt. I'm like, oh, oh, Black Belt Magazine. (laughs) Oh, awarded Fighter of the Year by Black Belt Magazine. I should start from the beginning. Yeah, just like, (laughs) I slowly built that as I was going. We all learnt with you. It was a fun journey we all took. (laughs) Black Belt, that's the famous martial art magazine. It's been around for a long time. The one in Australia is Blitz. I read, I love Blitz Magazine. Is it a karate magazine? Or oh, 
no, it's all martial arts. I love it because every uh, month they have a section where they'll say if someone attacks you with a, a low kick or a left right punch or if someone grabs you by the collar, what would you do? And they ask five different martial artists from different yeah. arts and they have little like sort of step by step. All right, you know, I block here, I do this and all their different ways of doing it. I love this because every month I get my magazine and I critique what they're doing wrong. Like, that wouldn't work. I know better than some fifth level Dan black belt, whatever. No, no, no. He's an idiot. And it makes me feel really good in my house by myself without anyone else knowing what I'm thinking. So you never have to be tested on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. I'm, I'm a critic. I don't actually have to do good. I just have to point out how bad other people are. So do you reckon if I snuck up behind you and grabbed you, you'd be able to flip the situation around on me? It's not that I could. It's that if you did that to someone else, I could tell them what they did wrong. I'm not a martial arts fighter. I'm more a critic. I don't tell you what to do. I tell you what you shouldn't have done. I'm like an economist. I don't tell you what to invest in. I just say why what you invested it in was bad. I'm the guy who tells you, yeah, in hindsight, what you should have done. Yeah, yeah, I'm a hindsight martial artist. So why is judo the only martial arts that makes it into the Olympics? Because it was designed as a sport. Originally, there was jiu-jitsu, which is the grappling from samurais. Samurais have their whole Aikido, Bushido style, which is to do with kendo, how to throw a sword around. But if they were knocked off their horse, lost their sword and fell on their back, they would use jiu-jitsu to get back up. So it has a very limited point. And all jiu-jitsu originally was, you know, how to put your thumb in someone's eye and kick him in the ball so you can get up and find your sword. Yeah, it's a great art. I highly recommend it. All that stuff like putting sand in people's mouths, throwing dirt in their eyes, spitting on their grave. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, all judo. It's all, ju- it's all jiu-jitsu. Then jiu-jitsu was taught after the samurais were, you know, no longer around. And it's kind of like, you can't really practice it because, you know, you can't really practice thumbing someone in the eye. Well, more than twice. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy came along, forget his name, but I couldn't pronounce it anyways and you wouldn't know him. Jerry. Okay. What he, Jerry yeah. Lewis. Jerry Lewis. I'm pretty sure Jerry Lewis invented judo. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry Lewis comes up and yeah. Jerry Lewis comes up and he's like, hey Dean, I got this great idea. Stand still. <laughs> he figured out that if you take all the thumb poking and the groin kicking out of uh, jiu-jitsu and you just make it based on how to grab a guy and throw him, then you can practice it and you can practice it live on each other so you wouldn't really get hurt and then you have actual practice. So when it comes to fighting, you're used to a resisting target and you can hip throw them. Judo is essentially hip throwing. That's why judo has no punching in it and it became a sport because they have an actual way of practicing. Karate tournaments, you know, they once you get a hit in, it stops. It's no longer a fight. Kickboxing and boxing, they got gloves on. Judo, it's just grab them and throw them. So that's why it's the Olympic sport. It's very recent too. It only came about in the last 50 years or something. It's a very recent oh, martial yeah. art. And it's the safest of all to practice. And it's just like wrestling, but you get to wear clothes, which is nice. Was that in detail enough for you? <laughs> I, I think it does answer my question. If it hasn't become clear yet, I'm a big martial arts enthusiast and I will trail off about martial arts for a long time, forgetting that I'm supposed to probably make it funny. It's all right. I'll just cut all that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Product endorsements. He did the total gym. Makes sense. I'm more interested in Mountain Dew because if I was going to get a product endorsement by some celebrity, I would get Chuck Norris if I had a product. Well, let's see. So it's Chuck Stritch. Ostrich. (laughs) So Chuck Norris is saying, he's not going to visit us about the podcast, is he? I hope so. That'd be great. I mean, until he kicks my head off. Which I think he's about to kick their heads off. Or maybe he's going to give them a Mountain Dew or something. See, there's two guys that did something that they put on the internet about Chuck Norris who are now running for their lives. I don't know if this episode's going up. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a warning for exactly what we're doing. He's cracking his knuckles at him. And he's not even trying to keep up with them. He just is. He's doing that um, Detective Droopy thing where everywhere they go, he's already there. I say he'd just post a video. Of him kicking them. I just got interested. Chuck Norris stops a chainsaw barehanded and he's dressed kind of like a Native American. So the guy's got a chainsaw and he's cutting down a tree. Apt use of a chainsaw, I might add. Oh no. Whoa. Chuck Norris. 
forest stops him from cutting down the he tree. He just grabs the chain on the chainsaw and it just stops moving. I don't know what that was in, but that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. He's trying to defend the trees. It's like a littering one tier thing. Because he is part Cherokee, so that's apt. It's him standing up for nature. He's nature's greatest ally. That's a good ally to have. There's a thing about preserving nature in real life. Not enough roundhouse kicking involved. <laughs> it's true. Everyone's training themselves to trees. No, you just need to kick a few things. I have always wanted to go on one of those Greenpeace boats that go mess with the Japanese whalers. Especially when I found out that the main weapon the Japanese whalers use on the Greenpeace boats are those giant hoses. Yep. I'm like, that'd be so cool. <laughs> Get hosed. What's the one thing hippies need? A shower. It'd be like, wow, so this is what a clean hippie looks like. See how he washed out your dreadlocks? And might even save some whales or whatever. I'd Incidental. Prefer be, I'd prefer to be on the whaling boat. <laughs> spraying the hippies. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, I'd take either side. So long as I get to play the game. <laughs> I just want to be involved. <laughs> I want to be involved in the cause. For or against, I don't really care too much. I don't get into politics. Even if we set that up ourselves where there were two little boats that were on, and on it you get a high-powered water cannon, yes. and the whole game is you go up and try and shoot each other, and if you get hit with it, it's got enough pressure that it actually pushes you off the boat where you've got to climb back in. That's cool. That'd be a cool little game. Have someone steering it, and you command him, go around quick, <laughs> I'm going to get him. You have a guy driving it, and you're on the cannon giving orders. I finally got a goal in life. This is nice. Time How do those GoFundMe things work? Could we put an idea that stupid on there and just go on like look we want to do this we'll film it the, the truth is there's probably way stupider ideas that have gotten way more money than we'd get I think it's kind of satirical with the go fund yourself stuff I don't know what it's actually called there's oh there's heaps of them there's kickstarter if you want to start a business or a movie or something like that go fund me is if you just want money for random crap the stupider the better I'd imagine I'm gonna get kicked in the balls 10 times in a row fund me people are like yeah I uh, know I wouldn't do that you wouldn't want to meet your target that's where you got to set it to a really high amount that no one will ever get to. But it's also the thing, you can't be too greedy. If you set an amount, you have to do it if it reaches there. If it doesn't reach there, you've got to give all the money back. Oh, that sucks. The boat idea is great. Let's do that. We're not going to set it up right now, but feel free to send us money to do that. We'll put it into the boat fund. And then we get to keep the boats, right? I think so. We have little battle boats. Yeah. I assume I would do this more than once. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're going to get the boats. Alright, I got knocked off. Alright, you, you want to get lunch now? I would be on here going like, yeah, sorry we missed the last episode. Episode, we're on the boats again. <laughs> Podcast live from the boats. You'll hear a lot of wong, 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 wong. and it's only half as long because partway through my microphone got wet. <laughs> we need to go fund ourselves for new microphones. He also advertised World of Warcraft. From that last one, he does a lot of computer things because he's appeared so much on the internet. He gets included in a lot of Warcraft and internet type things. They made a Chuck Norris out of Warcraft dude. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't hunt because hunting implies a possibility of failure. There's him punching a whale shark. And there's a tiger next to him. You know, I've always thought it was for nerds, but now I'm going to play it. I think that's the point of the ad. To convert idiots like me who are just impressed by everything Chuck Norris does. <laughs> like, it's got Chuck Norris in it. I'm going to play this game. It's awesome. Hey, it's like Delta Force, the video game. Finally. <laughs> I've been waiting for this since the 80s. Um, Chuck can do. Chuck can do. Chuck can do. The hell is that? That's his own Norris martial art he made up. He made up his own martial arts. I did too. Mine's called Chuckles Quando. <laughs> You laugh, but that's real. <laughs> I have a real martial art. I called it that because I often get called chuckles. I think it's satirical though, as in lack thereof chuckles. And kwando because taekwondo is Korean and the only martial arts I don't include in my art are Korean arts. So it's kind of satirical. A long way of saying because it sounds cool to you. That is true, yeah. <laughs> Technically it should have been like chuck Fu. So they have the 10 rules. This is more uh, nice rules to live by, his personal code. I will develop myself to the maximum of my potential always. I will 
will forget the mistakes of the past and press on to greater achievements. I will continually work at developing love, happiness, and loyalty in my family. What the fuck kind of martial art is this? <laughs> I only learnt this to beat up my brother. <laughs> I will look for the good in all people and make them feel worthwhile. Yeah, this sounds kind of hippie for a martial arts. When you get into martial arts, all the things they do are like, you know, I'll do the best I can and I'll be a good person. And it's like, man, you're taking all the fun out of this. If I have nothing good to say about a person, I will roundhouse kick them in the head. That's not what it says, dude. <laughs> That's better though. <laughs> yeah, you've improved it. If I have nothing good to say about a person, I will say nothing. This is why Chuck Norris is always so stoic and silent. And yeah. <laughs> that's why he said nothing in the wrestling one. He's just like, I got nothing good to say about you. You see, that's really an insult. If Chuck Norris is talking to you, that means he likes you. If he's quiet, look the fuck out. I will always be in, as enthusiastic about the, excess, about the success of others as I am about my own. No, I like my success better. See, that's kind of hard. Like, you want me to fake it? Didn't he also say something about being sincere? Because I can't do both. I can't be sincere and be enthusiastic about others' success. I can't really enjoy my success unless others are failing. It's not enough in life to get what you want. You need your friends to not get what they want too. Hey, I get annoyed when people compliment me about the podcast and they bring your name up. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, why does he even have to be on there? It should just be like Ben Graw and friend. <laughs> I'm always, yeah, people, that podcast you do with Ben. Yeah, yeah, my podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you like my podcast. My brother told me that you did a great joke and I was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> I don't even want to do the podcast anymore. You're missing the point. He's there for contrast. I will maintain an attitude of open-mindedness. I will maintain respect for those in authority and demonstrate this respect at all times. Though he is kicking the ass of the police in all these movies. You gotta understand, it's all relative. Chuck Norris is the authority. Police aren't the authority when Chuck's in the room. Once he leaves, then we gotta respect them, but whatever he says goes, and I think that's just smart how to live your life. Who do you uh, listen to in an argument? The guy with the gun, which is the equivalent to Chuck Norris in his roundhouse kick. Plus, I wrote this after Breaker Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. I will always remain loyal to my God, my country, family, and my friends. Ah, oh, you got all religious. He is actually religious. We might just skip over that. He's written a bunch of Christian-themed, moral-based books. Isn't he a God to a lot of people, though? Yeah, he's my God. If you're in trouble, pray to your God. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. But if you ask Chuck Norris to do something, you've got a much higher chance of success. Especially if it's you want someone kicked. See, I figured Chuck Norris would go, why would I worship a guy that I could beat in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> we will get into the Chuck Norris jokes later. God said, let there be light. Chuck Norris said, say please. <laughs> uh, I like where he's coming from. You know, be loyal to these things. But what if your God, your country, family and friends are all saying different things? God says, do not kill. Country says, go to war. Your family says, stay home and look after the kids. And your friends are like, I think you're gay for doing that. Like, what do you do? Chuck, we need more. Well, is that an order thing? Does it go God, country, family, then friends? Actually, because I've seen a few good men that movie they put that in there core god country or something like there's an or yeah i think it is in an order but the country should be at the top if he's from the army i'd like to think it's the other way around though god says don't do this but your friend's like dude this would be the best idea listen to your friends that's the weird thing with our relationship with god he doesn't come down and always talk to us and tell us to do things but we're continuously telling him how to do shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're always asking him for stuff we're always checking in we never hear his voice but i bet he hears our voices all the time probably sick of it and number 10 is I will remain highly goal orientated throughout my life because that positive attitude helps my family, my country and myself. It sounds like a self-help book. It really is. If you're going to get help from anyone, Chuck Norris. I saw this thing down here, Thrillanthropy. He's involved in the Make-A-Wish Foundation and I bet every single
single person's wishes that he didn't kick them in the head. <laughs> He's causing all the problems. Couldn't he kick the cancer out of them? That's why you'd want to see Chuck Norris. You're like, if anyone can beat this cancer. <laughs> Waging a battle with cancer, you do a lot better when you've got Chuck Norris on your side. You know the Amazing Voyage, where they shrink the people down and they put them inside a person? <laughs> Imagine they do that to Chuck Norris and he just went up to your cancer and just roundhouse kicked it. You just see this black crap fly out of your body and I'm like, damn. <laughs> just evaporates. He founded the World Combat League. I don't know what that's got to do with philanthropy, but kickstart kids. He's going to kick, kick kids? <laughs> kickstart them. Kick you give them a kick and then they start real good. That's his solution to everything. Kick it. Well, yeah. then you just say to your kid afterwards, like, if you don't do your homework, I'll tell Chuck Norris. No. Well, actually, after they've been kicked. Alright, his political views. We, we He's a Republican. Is he still a Republican? He supports gun rights. Well, everyone else should have a chance. Let's get to what, we're, what we've all been waiting for. The campy Chuck Norris facts. 400 facts about the world's greatest human based on Chuck Norris facts. So I'm sure we've all heard of Chuck Norris facts before. Well, I've got some here. Did you know when Chuck Norris was born, he drove his mum to the hospital? I heard when he was born, the first thing he did was fuck the nurse. He was her first she was his third chuck norris also counted to infinity twice. twice i heard chuck norris is so fast he can run around the world and punch himself in the back of the head chuck norris can kill two stones with one bird chuck norris can believe it's not butter do you know that bigfoot saw chuck norris <laughs> When Chuck Norris lands in water, Chuck Norris doesn't get wet. Water gets Chuck Norris. You know Chuck Norris is the reason why Waldo is hiding? <laughs> or Wally over here in Australia. Chuck Norris doesn't sleep. He waits. Chuck Norris can kill your imaginary friends. <laughs> and he makes an onion cry. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't read. He stares books down till he gets the information he wants out of them. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Chuck Norris refers to himself in fourth person. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know that Chuck Norris tells Simon what to do? <laughs> Chuck Norris's blood type is AK-47. <laughs> Giraffes were created when Chuck Norris uppercutted a horse. <laughs> Chuck Norris beat the sun in a staring contest. Chuck Norris can hear sign language. Chuck Norris can make a happy meal cry. Chuck Norris can pick oranges from an apple tree and make the best lemonade you've ever tasted. <laughs> Chuck Norris once bowled a perfect game with a marble. <laughs> Chuck Norris's calendar goes straight from March 31st to April 2nd. No one fools Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris sleeps with a pillow under his gun. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris is the only person on the planet that can kick you in the back of the face. I know that death once had a near Chuck Norris experience. <laughs> Cars look both ways before Chuck Norris crosses the street. And he can speak braille. Remember how Obama used to say, yes, we can? Chuck Norris said, I already did. <laughs> Chuck Norris can kill you with 101 different ways with a roll of extra soft toilet paper. Chuck Norris doesn't have blood cells. He has black belts. Here we go. Let's go for a long one. The original title for Alien vs. Predator was Alien and Predator vs. Chuck Norris. The film was cancelled shortly after going into production. No one would pay $9 to see a movie 14 seconds long. <laughs> they tried to put Chuck Norris in a video game once. The problem was, no matter what button you push, you did a roundhouse kick and won the fight. In space, Chuck Norris can hear you scream. Chuck Norris can follow you 
into a revolving door and come out ahead of you. The world did not have a tilt in its axis until Chuck Norris stubbed his toe on the North Pole. Do you know that Chuck Norris has a diary? It's called the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> <laughs> the reason newborn babies cry is because they know they have just entered a world with Chuck Norris. Police label anyone attacking Chuck Norris as a code 4511. A suicide. <laughs> the saddest moment for a child is not when he learns Santa Claus isn't real. It's when he learns Chuck Norris is. <laughs> Chuck Norris was dropped twice as a baby. Once on Hiroshima, the other on Nagasaki. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was sparring with Wolverine one time and Wolverine accidentally cut his testicle off. You might know it as Jupiter. <laughs> so what did we think of the Wikipedia page? Have you got a ranking for this week's page? Well, I just like to start by saying, are we not going to give this a perfect, we have to give it a perfect hey, ranking. Otherwise he's coming to get us. <laughs> I mean, That's it. Like if that Mountain Dew video is something to go by, he's going to hunt us down. He'll kick know. Our ass. He'll just know. I mean, the boogeyman checks his closet for Chuck Norris. Do we rate him for this episode or does he rate us? You can't review Chuck Norris's page. It reviews you. Then gives you a roundhouse kick. And if you hate Chuck Norris jokes, you probably turned off five minutes ago. You probably didn't download the episode. You went, Chuck Norris, I know where these guys will take this. <laughs> it's just going to be an hour and a half of Chuck Norris jokes this time. I think we did well. If it was up to me, we would have just read those jokes the whole time and then talked about how awesome he was in Way of the Dragon and Delta Force. This is good. We've done good. We should be proud of ourselves. We rewarded ourselves at <laughs> the end with Chuck Norris jokes. What did you think of the page, Ben? Well, I did enjoy this page. I haven't really seen much of Chuck Norris before today. I knew of him in mythology. <laughs> And the things that he could do. Him with Odin, yeah. <laughs> right up there. I uh, could kick Odin's ass. He already has. I do like the idea that he's just thought of as the toughest thing ever. Because he is. It is a good thing to have. I like that they're <laughs> called Chuck Norris facts. No one's going to dispute them. <laughs> they're not even classified as jokes. They're just facts about Chuck Norris. What's his favorite one? Which like, I wonder if it was the snake one, which is why he said that. In the Expendables? Yeah, yeah, you said that earlier, didn't you? Yeah, I said yeah, that yeah. earlier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that I would give this a ranking of 104 out of 65. Wait, no, that's not right. No, that's totally correct. That's, yeah, I yeah. guess. I, I can't give it a, a ranking different. Yeah. I tried, but no, it, the <laughs> ranking just changed as I said it. I could see you struggling. It's like Chuck Norris just gripped through the earth and grabbed you and went, you know what? you're gonna do because I, I could give it a perfect ranking but how could perfect describe Chuck Norris 120 out of 65 wait did that just go up I, I think it yeah exponentially it will <laughs> it's Chuck Norris it just happens yes I'm not doing this <laughs> how about you what do you rank this one at well I, I've seen the effect Chuck Norris has had on you and I came into this knowing about him you don't even know and he's just got you by the grips I'm gonna give it a roundhouse kick out of a possible tea party which is clearly just like you it's it's beyond Beyond. A tea party, the best I could actually give a tea party is tea in a fancy cup. That's the highest ranking in a tea party. He's getting the roundhouse kick. Anyone at that picnic is destroyed. There's no cutlery left. No dishes left. The cups are all destroyed. The cake is smushed. Everyone's running in fear. There's for some reason fire because he kicked them. It's a tsunami. The world is imploding as we know it because Chuck Norris is present and said so. And each thing doesn't get its own roundhouse kick. It's one roundhouse kick takes it all down. Everyone and everything is destroyed. Was it the single roundhouse kick? <laughs> One kick. That's all it took because he doesn't need two takes. Chuck Norris doesn't do two takes because they don't have the actor alive for the next one. <laughs> he just goes and kicks someone and they build a film around it. <laughs> Write the dialogue after the kick. 
dick. But no, this was an awesome page. He's Chuck a, Norris is a fun topic. He's a cool guy. He's done a lot of cool things. I was waiting to do this because this was a fun one. Everything good in life. Everything I grew up with. I love Chuck Norris. I love everything he's ever done. We watched Breaker Breaker and you can't help but think it's awesome. Yeah, you could claim that good guys wear black is like kind of B grade, but I can't turn away. It's just giving me point by point everything I'd ever want to see in a movie. I don't care about the rest. Of, oh, it's a heartfelt moment. Shut up. He's kicking a guy in the face, driving off a cliff into the water with his car, shooting a skier. What else do you want, people? <laughs> Give him an Oscar. No, Oscar gets a Norris. <laughs> the Oscar trophy had hair until Chuck came along. Didn't even roundhouse kick it. He just roundhouse kicked near it. <laughs> he just stared it down till it was bald. We will probably end up reviewing this page again because being the Chuck Norris page, you can't just do it in one episode. It'll no. take like five or six before we've fully done it. We've really embarked on a lifetime <laughs> activity here. We could have done a whole podcast on the Chuck Norris page. My life's work will be reviewing his life <laughs> and I will love every second of it. Every kick. All right. That was another wonderful episode. I think that was my most favorite so far. I mean, the rankings stay it alone. This is, if you want entertainment on Wikipedia, Chuck Norris. But that's an answer to everything. Ask any question. Answer, Chuck Norris. If you've got tests coming up, exams or anything, every answer, Chuck Norris. There is no way you will fail. You will get an A and the teacher will probably give you a hand job too. <laughs> Before we go, I was editing the last episode we did, the WikiLeaks, and you'll never guess what I got a craving for. Ovaltini. Oh my god, it's been in your pocket the whole time. Give me that. I got Ovaltinis. <laughs> give me the Ovaltini. I want Ovaltinis. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Now, if you said Chuck Norris and then Ovaltinis, <laughs> I would be way more impressed. I apologize for snatching. I just <laughs> you just got so excited there. <laughs> Give me that! <laughs> there was part when you first got over here, I was going to show you, but I thought, now nah, wait till we got the mics on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is awesome. So, if, when was the last time you had them? Because uh, I had some last night and I was just thinking, when was the last time I would have had it? Like primary school? I was definitely wearing a school uniform. That doesn't mean I was at school. I just get kinky sometimes. School uniforms, Ovaltini. I mean, who hasn't had that kind of set? It's usually the boy who wears the uniform too. I should point that out. Hey, my mistress tells me what to do. She's a mistress of discipline. Shock malt treats. Well, last episode, we heard the horror story about how Ovaltini can drive a partnership apart. I thought that I would sink our partnership by reaching out with some Ovaltinis. <laughs> it doesn't just destroy, it also brings together. Exactly. The power of like, Ovaltini. Why do you think you guys stuck together for so long? <laughs> Ovaltinis. Ovaltinis. <laughs> Which is weird because the Ovaltine was there as well, but that's in the chocolate milk aisle it's the powder and then you've got to go across to like the, the chocolate lollies. aisle and the lollies to get the uh, oval teenies we learnt that it's only Australia and the Philippines which I don't know how that worked out there's just there maybe it's made in the Philippines Oh. Thailand. It's not even sold in Thailand. Or maybe <laughs> it is. It's, just, it's only popular in the Philippines and Australia. Ovaltini. So if you're listening in Nilla <laughs> and you you got you got a craving, we hear you, dude. Ovaltinis, man. By the way, Ovaltinis, pay us for this spot sometime. I've always wanted to be paid by someone, but Ovaltini, I will do this for free. I don't care. You make a great product. You've supported us with the cheapest tuck shop treat. I'm cool with that. We're square. I'll recommend you to all my friends forever. <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> just keep it up, please. We thought for a moment that you guys didn't exist anymore and that was the most heartbreaking thing. Ovaltini. This is awesome. And they got the little Ovaltini on the front who's doing... What's your activity? That I got doing? soccer. Mine's doing science. I think mine's better. Is he looking down at test tube? He does. He looks like he's about to pour that green shit in his eye. He's not even wearing safety goggles. He's got a flask in one hand and he's holding a test tube like it's a telescope. <laughs> but that would just pour in your eye and you'd probably be blind. It doesn't even matter what's in the test tube. That's probably not recommended behavior in a science lab. <laughs> yeah, he always has a backwards 
backwards cap because he's cool. When you're in a science lab, backwards caps are all the rage. That's a big thing. And we got no artificial colors, no preservatives. Great taste. And make every lunchbox fun. It's true, they do. Nutritious and... They're not nutritious, are they? Nutritious and delicious. Look, it rhymes. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Just compressed chocolate powder. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Hey, it's great... It's delicious. I'm not debunking that one. It's delicious and it's a great placebo effect. I'll tell you that. It makes me feel like I'm doing something good, which releases endorphins or something. I'm told it's good for your body to think you're doing something good. Mine will make me science good. And mine will make me soccer good. (laughs) Which, yeah, I could use a little more soccer good. I could definitely use more science good. What I like is we could claim these make us better at both activities because we're never going to do either. (laughs) You're never going to do any science and I'm never going to play soccer. So Ovaltine makes you better at science or soccer, depending on which ones you get. So this doesn't claim that it makes you better at science because this guy's looking down the end of a test tube. So (laughs) Ovaltine, maybe stay out of the lab. (laughs) Go play soccer. And if you look closely at the soccer one, it kind of looks like he's handballing. Does a bit. Quit the sports, quit the science, eat Ovaltine. It's for the kid who can't afford either of these things. That's why you're getting Ovaltine because it's like the 20 cent thing from the tuck shop. You can't afford a ball. Well, you assume they would make kids hyperactive. They're just basically balls of sugar. Or ovals. Ovals of sugar. <laughs> Ovaltines. Anyway, that's it. We're going off topic. Look, we got to wrap this up and eat some Ovaltines, guys. You can stick around if you want and listen, but you're just going to hear some crunching and impressed noises. Mmm. <laughs> 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 anyway, Chuck Norris is awesome. This is Wiki Review. I've been Ben Grohl. I've been Garth Remington. See you around. Email us at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum, provided by our buddy DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. That's it, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it rolling for afterwards. I haven't had these in ages. Actually, they're round. They're not ovals. Oh, yeah, that's the shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was so stoked when I saw them in the stores. You're trying to make it so I can't put this bit in no matter what. <laughs> I'm just trying to show the realism. Oh. That has a Y on it. Hmm. That... That has an M on it. Oh, they have, like, letters. And an S. They just put the alphabet on. They never used to have that. Did they used to be bigger or was I smaller? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for these, man. That's all right. I know it's a big dip out of the fund, but... <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get a present for someone, Ovaltini's... Oh, that's mm. awesome.